Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where is the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an Arby's snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. <laughs> this is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. I just want you to know that uh, I literally ate fire. <laughs> that What'd show. <laughs> no, I didn't, but that show, AP Bio. <laughs> but the the lady in AP Bio, oh. the like principal secretary. <laughs> did, yeah. did you watch the last one where she, where he uh, he get takes he takes her out because he wants her to write his uh, philosophy things. Uh, yes. Yes. He, she's. I, I wore this low cut blouse. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> gonna have a nip slip. Could have a nip slip in this thing. Oh my god, that show is so funny. It's got to be the, my new favorite show. It's amazing. The um, the last episode I watched is when he throws a party at the kid's house. Did yeah. you watch that one yet? Yes. Yeah, that was the last one we saw. Yeah. That girl with the glasses. Oh is my god. Fucking amazing. She, she's she is so funny. In every episode, oh it gets a little god. bit more and a little bit more, and you're like, man, she's a genius. She's so good. I mean, she's like. Uh, uh, that's a really rich part of town. My dad's whore lives there. She's a rich whore. <laughs> She's a rich whore. <laughs> oh my god, that show is so good. Uh, I hope it lasts. I don't see why it can't. It's just everyone's talking about it, so hopefully it lasts. But uh, all right, you want to do this show, Jim? You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, hello everybody. This is Tom and Jim's top five. I am Tom. No middle name yet, Skull. And you, sir, are we had no we had no one write in, but you are What? No what? One, I don't think we had anyone write in. <sighs> no one cares. I oh, care. Oh my kids are like, that's awesome. I was this gonna I was gonna guess I care. <laughs> um um well we established your first name is Jimothy, so we already got that down. So Jimothy Uh Ewan? Like Ewan McGregor? Doubt? No. Damn. I'm st- am I stuck on E and I shouldn't be stuck on E? Is that where this is going? I'm, am I supposed to give you some clues? No, not yet. Not yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready okay. yet. All right. Well, it's not It's not Edward, uh, Ewan. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Your parents weren't fans. Um, all right. He wasn't around yet, probably, when you were born. No, train spotting hadn't blown up. No, <laughs> no. Anyway, you are James Doubt, and I am so happy to be talking to you, my friend. It's been a while. It's been like, you know, a week. It is. It has been a grip. Do they say that? Do kids say that? I think they say that. Or they... um, I think the new thing is it's, it's been a minute. Implying... I don't think that's a new thing. It's not a new thing? Well, it wasn't, no. It's a new thing that one of my a, a, a friend of mine says. He says it now, and I've been hearing it. And I'm like, so he means minute as in like it's been a long time. Which, it's opposite day apparently with him. I don't get it. 
Do you say that? Do you say it's been a minute when you imply it's been a while? No, usually when I say it's been a minute, it's literally been 60 seconds. It's been 60 seconds, yeah. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. I kind of like that saying, though. It's been a minute. It's kind of fun. It's growing on me. I like, um, and I can't pull this off in conversation, when people use the word yeah instead of like the word right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a British (laughs) thing. It's like where they'll they'll say like, um, it's cold outside, yeah? Oh, like, the, like okay, instead of right, right? Yeah, but, right. But, I can't pull that off, but I like it when people say it. But that, that um, sorry, we're just branching off here, but I feel like this is a good conversation. Uh, the people who just go, I know, right? I know, right? That one bothers me. Yeah, that's, um, it's played out. I think it's a couple years old, yeah. and I don't like hearing it anymore. I know, right? <laughs> so. All right, all right. Let's get on with it. <laughs> my uh, my child is awake. Which oh no! Is weird. Okay. Do you need to do you need to pause here? He's not screaming yet. I'll let you know. Just let me know. We'll pause. He's uh, usually it's weird. Usually when I put him down, he's out for for the night, but he's awake right now and staring at the camera. Mm, must have been uh, must have been that Colombian coffee I sent as a as a present for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I put some hot sauce in his milk. That was a bad call. I would have liked it, but yeah, I'm not so much not so sure about your your five month old. But yeah, whatever, whatever. All right. Well, let's try to get on with the show. If we got to stop, okay, we got to stop. All right. All right. <laughs> well, we're doing top five baseball movies, Jim. We're very excited. This was suggested by our our, our fan, our friend, our great listener, Ryan. And uh, so we're gonna do that. Um, we had two. We have two comments I want to get to, and, and I'll get to those quick here. It's a, from Greg. He said he, he wrote in. He said he took a break from the um, Tom and Jim Top Five archives yesterday to listen to the new show to, or TGI Friday shows in the Spielberg movies episode. Uh, thanks, and he said thanks for the shout out because we shouted him out last week. And glad I was able to bring Jim Doubt at Jim Doubt back to Twitter. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> so, because uh, we talked about Greg last week, I uh, uh, was talking about that comic book uh, mm-hmm. uh, book. Which we, have you found it yet? Have you have you looked again? I have not. Okay. Um, let me pull up Amazon right now. Okay. I've been I've been put I've been told to stop spending money on Amazon, so oh. I stopped searching things because that means I'll buy them if it's I find them. So easy. Just click. Like, yep. I proceed know. to checkout. <laughs> That's pretty simple. <laughs> okay, while well, you're yeah, looking, here it is. Oh. I found it pretty simple. Well, what what's the ballpark? Well, how much? Uh, fifteen dollars and forty seven cents on Amazon Prime. It's not a lot of money. I think it is not a lot of money at all. Can you can you do that after I visit? Because I don't want you to get yelled at while I'm there. Yeah, should I tell my wife that I'm going to use her uh, her winnings from the NCAA tournament? Oh, <laughs> please do, please do, and congratulations <laughs> to her. By the way, we we are in a pool with some of our friends, our Oklahomies, and uh, she won. She won the big board, so I'm um, very um, excited for her. Well, I'm not because I came in second because <laughs> I she had one better win than I did, but whatever. Well, um, did uh, did Villanova win last year too? No, they won two years, two years ago. ago in two years ago, yeah. Uh, she won then too. So that was the first time she'd ever done a tournament (laughs) and the first time she'd ever done fantasy football and she won both. And then this year she, uh, also won the NCAA tournament and picked the winner again. Wow. And she filled out her bracket in about 47 seconds. Good for her. Good for her. You know, I'm happy for her. 
I wish I would have won because I'd have a little extra flash money to bring to Cleveland with my with me. But, uh, but I know where that money is, so we just have to convince her to spend it on us, right? Yeah, that's how marriage works. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, congratulations to her. So, uh, good stuff. Uh, do you like doing the brackets, Jim? Or are you just kind of? Is it like? Are you just mad because like the first weekend we were all out? <laughs> No, I love I love the NCAA yeah. tournament, and I don't even like basketball. I no. hate I hate the NBA, right. and I like college, but I don't watch college until like uh, February the conference championships. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. I don't. I, I I like my dad's a huge Minnesota Gophers fan. You know, Big Ten and all that stuff. But I really don't care until the Big Ten tournament. And the Gophers yeah. were horrible this year, so it didn't really matter. But that's kind of when I start getting in, involved in college basketball. But yeah, the uh, the Big Ten with the fourteen teams. <laughs> yes. What are you saying? And the Big Twelve with the ten teams. <laughs> yeah, they really got to think about renaming these things. They really should rename. These. <laughs> they should probably leave numbers out of it because yeah. they keep changing around. Hold on, yeah. my my dog keeps bouncing around here. Would you lay up here? Come on, come on. Oh, that's why when you have a dog and you have hardwood floors, that's the sound you get. Um, anyway, so uh, okay, let's move on, Jim. Let's move on. Uh, well, the other uh, we had another comment from uh, Mike DeKal, but I wanted wanted to read this one. Uh, he said he finally finished Spielberg's episode. Good fun as always, but I had two quick questions. Number one, what do you guys have against Minority Report? You were prepared to give Jim shit if he had it on his honorable mention. Uh, Nothing I think really. That's a fair question. Yeah, nothing really. I I like to we, well, we kind of have a little bit of a running gag with somewhat with Tom Cruise and Scientology, mostly on Scientology. We we've joked around about mm-hmm. that. You were almost converted with your wife when you were visiting Clearwater, and uh, I just think it's funny yes. to say I personally don't mind Tom Cruise movies. There's a lot of movies he's done that I, I enjoy. Um, no, not one of the best Spielberg movies. I would say Minority Report. But uh, what do you what do you say to it, Jim? I mean, I didn't mind it. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> horrible. It. It's yeah. not bad. It it's no Amistad, like I said. But it's it's <laughs> it's no. I was just gonna give you crap because that's what we do here. We're tricksters. We joke around. So that's what <laughs> that's basically what it is. His other question is: um, Either you uh, have either of you seen Munich or Lincoln? Seems like you both. It seems like both were at least worthy of honorable mention status, especially Munich. Um, I've never seen Lincoln, um, nope. and I've seen Munich. I saw it in a the theater. I didn't care for it. Only saw it once, but I know some people like they love it or hate it. Um, that's that's where I'm at. Have you seen? You haven't seen Lincoln either. Have you seen Munich? No, I didn't. I didn't see the one oh, actually. Okay. Well, there you go. That's what that's what happens when we. It's a Tom and Jim's list. If Tom and Jim haven't seen the movie, we can't put it on our list, can we? So. Uh, no, thanks, Mike. I, I appreciate it. I had a, a little back and forth with Mike the other day about some stuff, uh, uh, you know, and he really does, is really nice about our show. He really appreciates everything we do, and uh, well, thank you. But th- this is great, Mike. We, we want the feedback, so thank you for writing in. Uh, let's, get to our, let's get to our top five, though, Jim, because we, we're on time crunch. That baby could wake up any minute. So um, he's, uh, I don't know what he's doing. He's laying there. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. All right. We, we we had a lot of people write in on this one. We'll see if we can get this. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You are so good looking. Um, I feel that's better. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of people write in with their top fives in these baseball movies. We'll see if we can get to some of those at the end of the show. Um, but 
uh, let's just get into our top five, Jim. So here we go. Top five baseball movies. Do you want to start? Uh, sure. Okay, go um, for it. I don't. I think we're gonna have a couple that are the same, but I don't. I don't think all of them are gonna be the same, and I don't think you're gonna have this one. Okay. Is this a this is a, a no shit zone? You're not gonna give me shit for any of my picks tonight. I won't. I won't. Be, well, can I say one thing really quick? I absolutely love anything baseball movies, and this was a very hard list for me. So anything you say, I'm probably gonna be like. Yeah, I love it because it's baseball. So okay, okay. I won't right. give you any shit today. I got plenty of time to do it this weekend, Jim. True, true. Yeah. Um, I went with A League of Their Own. Great freaking movie, man. <laughs> love this movie. Really? Yes. Okay. This was okay. very close to making my list. It didn't, but it was very so close. Anyway, go keep going. Okay. I love this movie. I don't yeah. care if it's a women's baseball movie. I expected you to give me shit for it, but no. I love this movie. And I love Tom Hanks in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the history behind it um, during World War II, how uh, there wasn't baseball because all the men were fighting. Mm-hmm. So they started a women's league, and uh, Gina Davis is in it. And I, um, with a league that has the worst acronym ever, the AAGPBL. Oh, bad. Yeah, they could have shortened that somehow. <laughs> yeah, I could shorten it with probably three letters. It's the All American Girls Professional Baseball League. Yeah. How about WBL? Women's Boom. Baseball League. Boom. Let's go with it. <laughs> Give me a job. <laughs> um, so it starts with her at the uh, the AAG PBL oh. Hall of Fame induction mm-hmm. um, in 1988. The movie was done in 1992, but it starts in 1998 or 1988 when she's with like all of her uh, ex teammates and uh, she sees them all at this induction and has a flashback to 1943. When she played for the Rockford, Illinois Peaches. Go Peaches. Go Peaches. The um, I had a, a t-shirt, a high school t-shirt for a, a school up around Rockford. I'm trying to remember what they were. The Fremont. They were the Fremont. Fremont? I think they were Fremont Pretzels the was pre- the name of the school. Anyway, okay. it was a, a Rockford area. Anyway, I digress. Uh, the Racine Bells, the Kenosha Comets, and the South Bend Blue Sox. For some of the other yes. teams, yes, very, very um, heart of a heart of the Midwest. Love it, right? Um, Tom Hanks is hilarious in this movie. <laughs> it's it's uh, to me, it's one of his just like an iconic Tom Hanks role. He's just he's great in it. Um, Madonna's in it. Rosie O'Donnell's in it. Gina Davis, uh, Lori Petty. Yeah, uh, pre-tank girl Lori Petty. <laughs> Thank you. I was <laughs> just gonna say that. <laughs> Um, the the girls in the movie there's a scene where they're all showing like their bruises and stuff like that yeah uh, those are all real oh, every everything that you see every bruise every uh, as we call them when I play baseball a raspberry yeah raspberry yep raspberry wow it is a thunderstorm out here oh um, well it's a yeah. snow blizzard here where I am so this is a great time it's, in America right it's, now it's on its way it's just too warm here to be it's on its way <laughs> Um, yeah, those were all actual injuries that the girls had while playing for the movie. Jeez. Um, some, let's see, Ann Cusack's also in it. Yeah. Um, it's just a great, really strong cast. I remember Madonna's song was, This Used to Be My Playground. That was her hit song from that movie. Yeah, that was and, a huge uh, hit. There was a, a part, I read a, a thing where, like, in between scenes and stuff, um, they were entertaining some of the fans who showed up to be in the stands, and Madonna refused to sing for them. 
Oh, really? Basically, it was like below her to sing for the fans. Get over yourself. I know, right? Jeez. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, People are like, just go, go move on. <laughs> just, just stop. Anyway, that's I don't have a ton of on A League of Their Own. It's a great no. movie. Um, the the two sisters, uh, Lori Petty and, and Gina Davis, kind of have a feud uh, like a rivalry together. One of uh, Lori Petty's character goes to another team. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the scene where Gina Davis catches the the ball and just splits. Yeah. And uh, they used the double for it, but not because she couldn't do the splits. She couldn't do the splits and stay down, I think is what it was. Sure. Um, I have the same problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I have the same problem sitting on the couch. I can sit. I just can't get back up. Right. Right. Nor do I want to. <laughs> no, certainly not. Right. Uh, but yeah, League of Their Own. That's my number five. It's it's a great pick, Jim. A fantastic pick. This um, definitely was good. Was going to be on my list. I'll, when I get into mine really quick, I'll tell you why I didn't put it in. But um, a couple things on this movie. It's fantastic. It's <laughs> for someone who someone who loves baseball. I've played baseball since I was four years old. I love everything about the baseball. Everything. I you could tell that these girls were really playing baseball. You mentioned that their the bruises and stuff were real because they were really trying. Like it wasn't just like a thrown together baseball movie with some stars in it. Like they you could tell they they were playing baseball. It was yeah. awesome. Um all the all the women were great. Um Tom Hanks is phenomenal in this movie. And I I don't want to say he takes away a little bit from the movie cuz the movie's very important. It tells about a very important time in baseball during the war and stuff. Um, but he does steal the show a few times, and it's awesome. Yeah. But the women in it are great. Rosie O'Donnell, who I could give two shits about, is awesome in this movie. <laughs> you know, and Madonna, same thing. It's like I don't really care about Madonna one way or the other, and she's great. This it, you mentioned the cast is phenomenal, and it's, it is yeah, great pick, dude. This is seriously for for anyone out there who can't can't muscle up and say this isn't worthy of a baseball movie. I mean, grow up because this is a fantastic <laughs> movie. So good stuff, man. I like it. Hey, Evelyn, can I ask you a question? You got a moment? Mm-hmm. Which team do you play for? Well, I, I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's not love that's three feet above your ass. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris. Rogers Hornsby was my manager, and he called me a talking pile of pig shit. And that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game. And did I cry? No, no. No! No! And you know why? No. Because there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. No crying. All right. Well, that was your number five. My number five. Jim, I mentioned this is a very hard list for me. I love every baseball movie. So I had my one through four, like, down. Like, I knew. This this is it. My number five just kept changing over and over and over again. So 
before everyone writes in, say, how come you put, didn't put this one in? How come you didn't put this one in? Just, you know, kind of give us a break because I, I, I could easily make a top 20 baseball movies <laughs> list. So, yeah. Um, and League of Their Own didn't make it, and I kept changing with some other ones. But I, I, I went, I decided on one, and I, th- I texted you earlier in the week because I was watching it with my son, and I decided on Rookie of the Year. See, that's, that's a great movie. And around that time that that came out, there was like, two other baseball movies right that i used to watch a ton and i went with one of the other ones okay but yes i love i love that movie okay i i love it as well and i probably will might have the one you're going to talk about or maybe it was one probably. i left off but but what either way I'm, I'm excited to talk about it anyway but rookie of the year love this movie came out in 1993 and it stars thomas ian nichols um a lot of people probably remember him from the, the one of the kids in American of the American Pie movies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but for, before that, he was a rookie of the year, and I think a year later he was a kid in King Arthur's Court. I don't know if you remember that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he uh, he plays a little. He plays a um, uh, Henry, and he is a, he's a Cubs fan, and he, he's uh, I think what they're like 11, 12 years old in this movie. He breaks his arm, or he yeah he falls and breaks his arm at school. And the ten- he has to have his like thing on for like four months. Tendons tighten up or t- heal too tightly, and suddenly he can throw a baseball like over 100 miles an hour. That's it's like per- a like a catapult, just like yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> when he <laughs> he takes the they take the cast off, and the doctors they're the doctors, and he looks at him and he swipes down, and he hits the kid the guy the doctor in the nose. He's like ah. Oh, funky butt loving <laughs> i remember saying, like thinking that was the funniest thing ever of course i was you know 11 <laughs> when mm-hmm. I saw it. but um but so he catches so he gets him and his friends go to a cubs game because his mom gives him tickets for getting his you know happy to get his cast off that day or whatever and he gets the attention of the chicago cubs and the owner because he throws the ball back and he's and he, it's super fast and he makes it all the way to the home plate and from it, the outfield, right? From like the outfield, yeah. Field. Yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, at Chicago Cubs games, if an opposing t- team hits a home run, the tradition is to throw it back. And so everyone's like, throw it back, throw it back, and that's what he does. He fires a laser from center field to <laughs> the catcher. And um, and it just goes on from there. Like, they get they try to get him to join the team or they get him to join the team and this and that. And then, uh, it's awesome. It also stars uh, Albert Hall and, uh, and uh, Gary Busey. And Daniel Stern, who is this Daniel Stern's uh, directorial debut, debut, and I believe, at least from my research, was his is his only d- movie uh, that he directed. Um, hmm. And he's hilarious, and he plays the pitching coach named Brickma, who might have hit had a couple of balls hit him in the head too much, <laughs> but uh, it's just so cool. And so he, he just takes the role as a pitcher, and then they brings him all the way to the World Series, and that's that's. The premise of the movie but it goes on too it's like he's still 11 12 years old and he has struggles with wanting to just be with his friends and and this and that and so it's a fun movie it's really fun um uh one of my favorite parts of the movie is the coach uh sal and he never says because uh, henry's last name is rowan gardner and he never says he never says Rowan Gardner. He always says it wrong. And some of the things names he calls him is uh, Rolfing Fruiter, Garden Hoser, Raven Boozer, Rosenbagger, Runamucker, and Ruling Gruder, which I think those are just hilarious. Um, watched this the other day uh, for the first time in a long time with my with my son. He thought it was hilarious, and 
it's a good movie. It's a great movie. John Candy also stars in it. And he's the he's the play by play guy on the radio, and mm. uh, it's one of his final roles, I believe. I believe a mo- one or two movies after this, and, and that was it for John Candy. But um, it's just so much fun. I love it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. But it's just such a good movie. It's it's it's. Uh, it came at a height too, where you know, of course, now in 2016, the Cubs won the World Series, so. They don't. They aren't the lovable loser as much anymore. But like, they were like the team that never won, and they, and they talk a lot about in this movie about how they've never won a World Series since 1908 and all this stuff. And, and it takes this 11, 12 year old kid to uh, <laughs> to do it, and it's great. I absolutely love it. So, you 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 have this movie on the list? No, you said you didn't, right? You left this yeah, one. This out? one is not on my list. No. Okay. Oh, it's good stuff, Jim. It's good stuff. It's a great movie. It would be on my honorable mentions list. The other thing I find weird about um, almost every baseball movie through the 90s is that the enemy team is always the Yankees. Oh, this one's the Mets, though. Yes. Yeah, so a New York team. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, but I think most of the ones I have are the Yankees. Oh, yeah, it's it's usually always the Yankees, which is, you know, in real life people, you know, there's either those people who love the Yankees and everyone else hates them. You know, that's just the way it is, I guess. But, um, yeah, in this team, the, the, in this movie, the bad team's New York Mets, which is kind of funny because I believe in 2014 or 15 when the Cubs were in the playoffs, they played in the championship series against the Mets, just like this game, just like this movie predicted back in 1993, but they lost quite, you know, by four games to nothing. So they sucked, but <laughs> don't worry, Cubs fans. They won 2016. I'm sure you remember. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got on this movie, man. I mean, there's there's a bunch of trivia and stuff, but it it doesn't matter, man. This is great. If you don't, if you don't <laughs> see it, it's good. I kind of always wanted to know if this was it could happen. Like, can you break your arm like that and rip your tendons and stuff? And can they heal like that? I mean, obviously, this is very overstated. But can they heat tighten and have a you have a spring action to your arm? It'd be kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, d- I doubt it. Yeah. But I have no idea. I don't think you could suddenly become a pitcher for the majors. But yeah. Probably not. <laughs> uh, one other thing I had in this movie. This is actually a remake, which I didn't know. Um, there's a movie called Rugi's Bump, which is a horrible name for a movie mm-hmm. um but it's from a 1954 film basically the same plot um and i read a little bit about it and this guy named is he rugi or rogi i think it's rogi um has a bump on his arm which which gives him the power to throw fast and stuff so it's basically the same movie but nobody knows that movie everyone knows the 1993 rookie of the year and uh there you go there you go jim love it anything else uh no. Ooh, funky butt loving. All right. Mom, come on! I got a game. Henry thinks that he's actually gonna play today. Henry Rowan Gardner had a dream. Rowan Gardner, get it right. Playing in the major leagues. Only one thing. I got it. Stood in his way. Home, home. Reality. Until one day. Everything fell into place. How long will he have to be in the cast? August. And now rotate from the shoulder slowly. Oh! Oh, whoa! Funky butt loving! 
Did he say funky butt loving? Those tendons have healed uh, a little tight. Now, the kid who wasn't good enough for Little League. Mom, watch this. Is pitching. Gosh, Henry, you can play for the Cubs. Hey. In the big leagues. I'm the new pitcher. <laughs> person in history to play Major League Baseball. Hi, Henry. Welcome to the big show. But what can one sixth grader do against pros like these? Give me the good stuff. Anything he wants. Give him the cheese. This summer, the majors hey, will be answering to a minor. Pitcher's got a big butt. Pitcher's got a big butt. Rookie of the year. Gotcha. Ooh. All right, man. What's your uh, what's your number four? Um, I, th- my number four is uh, another movie like yours. Okay. Um, I'd be surprised if it wasn't on your list, considering the team that it's about. <laughs> and this is Little Big League. <laughs> this is a great movie, dude. And I, I love. Is it on your list? It's not on my list. And no, it's what? about the Minnesota Twins. And it, this was one of those like I had all these ones to put on my number five, and I I didn't do it because. I, I felt like I would be just doing it just because it's the Minnesota Twins that it's based on. But it's it's more of a about the kid who's managing baseball than baseball. Whatever. I have my reasons. <laughs> I love this movie. It's fantastic. I'm glad you put it on here, and I can't wait to talk about it. So uh, it's a 1994 movie. Yeah. Uh, a very family-oriented film about a 12-year-old boy who suddenly becomes the owner and then the manager of the Minnesota Twins. Right. Um, now... This movie, along with Rookie of the Year, uh, and another movie called Angels in the Outfield, these three I lumped together because I used to watch all of them when I was about the same age. Correct. And uh, this movie and Angels in the Outfield were both released just over a month before the 1994 baseball strike. Okay. Which forced the league to cancel the playoffs and the World Series. And uh, both of these movies featured a fictional playoff race that would never actually happen in real life. And, uh... <laughs> is your dog also a tap dancer? Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on pillows now. I'm gonna... <laughs> Please continue. Um, I loved baseball. I, like you, I grew up uh, playing baseball since I was four years old. Yeah. But the 1994 strike ruined baseball for me for probably a decade right for in mo- a I, lot of people too yeah i i just didn't come back from it for a very long time and i'm still not actually back sure. i'll watch baseball i'll try to pay attention to it a little bit but um they definitely ruined baseball for me and i was 12 when that happened so that's a terrible age to mm-hmm. stop liking baseball but um little big league the, the main character in it is uh, Luke Edwards. He's the one who plays, um, what's his name, Billy Billy Haywood? Billy Haywood. Great Billy baseball Haywood. name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, Luke Edwards is the the star of it, and he wasn't in a ton of. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff, but not a lot of stuff you would actually know. Um, before he did Little Big League, he was in Newsies. Um, afterwards, he was in The Wizard, and he was in Jeepers Creepers Two. So not like. Yeah, I remember from The Wizard. I love that movie. Yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, Wizard's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, the debut of Super Mario Brothers Three. Hello. Hi oh. Um, but the rest of the people in it, I mean, there's not a ton of major actors in this movie. Um, I'm scrolling through the list and nobody really stands uh, out to me. Timothy Busfield, who plays the first baseman, I Yeah. A lot of people would probably know him the most from Revenge of the Nerds. And he's actually in another movie that's on my list coming up. Hmm. Um, but he other than that, no. Jonathan Silverman, which Maybe people remember from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> oh, was, yeah, yeah. He was in it, but that's about it. They're not a. Yeah. Right. It's a lot of character actors, you know, in it. It's not a lot of. It, I think those are the two biggest names that I just mentioned. So, yeah, yeah, there wasn't a ton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing, like, people listed as Night Nurse number three, and I forgot about the movie that oh. they watched. <laughs> 14 times or whatever she <laughs> watched. Oh, man. It's a great um, movie. It, it is a great movie. It's uh, I just remember watching a lot when I was young yeah. and played baseball and yeah. um, how this this kid knows how to manage these adults and, and turns... He gets stressed out and he kind of ruins the game for everybody and then right. he turns it into fun and... Does the, let's just go have fun again, right? And then they start winning, and and uh, but they're against the Yankees in this one. The Yankees are the bad team in this one. Is it the Yankees? Yeah, because they do play. I remember they do have a. They play against Ken Griffey Jr. in the Seattle they Mariners. The Mariners. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They did play the Mariners. Were the Mariners the final bad team? I think was that was the, the final team. Yeah. Okay. Um, because yeah, Randy right. Johnson comes Mariners. out. Yeah, I, that's right. I have a funny story about this movie. And again, okay. you're, you're gonna like, when I tell this story, you're still gonna be like, and you, and you still didn't put it in your top five. Are you an extra? I'm an extra in this movie. Shut. I up. am. I I am along with you know forty five thousand other people that were at the ball game that day, but I am an extra in this movie. And so we got to go to this. We got to go to the game, and I it was not free. It was like whoever purchased a ticket for that game, they were playing. It was they shot a bunch of scenes when the series against the Seattle Mariners. Um, and so the last scene of the movie, when um, Billy comes out of the dugout, because everyone's chanting, chanting for him, we, you know, we want Billy or whatever that we're saying. I forgot what that it was. And um, he, he lifts his hat up and, you know, to the crowd and it frees frame. And that's how the movie ends. I'm, I'm yeah. in that scene. No, no, you're not going to see me. And no, I'm not going to say, I, I'm not proud of like, Oh, I'm in there. I'm right there. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Um, but <laughs> I remember that specifically with the directors out there with a megaphone telling us all what to do, you know, everybody what to do and stuff. And it was just so cool. It was just such a, such a cool experience to kind of see these actors out there. We were not too far. We were up the, up from the dugout that they came out in. Um, I don't know, maybe 30 rows, you know, but, um, it was, it was cool. I, yeah. So I am an extra in this movie, but so is like probably, a lot of kids my age in Minnesota, <laughs> so they were, because I think they did a they shot the four games over the four game series that they played the Mariners that that year. So there's a lot of people there, but don't tell yourself short. That's pretty awesome. So have you ever seen yourself in the movie? Can you pick yourself? No, up? I've tried, and 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 again, I was 
this was was this 93 or 94 uh what it had to I be say? 94 94 okay i mean i was 12 i i had to I, I at one point i remembered like oh i remember i was wearing this shirt you know but it's so hard to see like if you watch that scene over like it's so hard so no i i I think I'm like, oh, I think I'm up there. I can, you know, I point to where I am, but there's no way. And again, I was 12, and I'm I'm not much taller. I wasn't much taller then <laughs> than I am now. <laughs> Very short man, Jim. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> and so, uh, but no, but it was cool. It was so cool to see that. And they had the they had all the stuff on the the jumbotron, you know, to tell us what to do. And it was it was. I was going to ask, was there, how did you know like how to chant for Billy? Was there a guy with a megaphone? There was a, you guys what? the director was out there with the megaphone. And he was, okay. he was he was he was talking to everyone, and um, we had to go to the game early. I remember that if we wanted to be an extra in the movie, we had to go to the game early. So the the stadium was not full. I don't know if they digitally added some or just shot it tighter because it wasn't full yet because they they played the game after, the the actual baseball game after. But uh, we went there, and then he, you know, they they had the the actual stadium PA person come on and talk about you know have everyone be quiet because the director's going to come out and talk and. He, director came out and talked to us, and he, he introduced some of the actors, which Jonathan Silverman being one of them, and I'm a huge Weekend at Bernie's fan, so I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> you know. And uh, I think one of the guys was just in A Few Good Men, like a year before, and so like that was a big movie at the time, so I remember here, you know, he, so he introduced everyone, and then he said, this is the scene, this is what we're going to do, Billy's going to come out, and he's like, and he, I remember him saying specifically, you need to cheer like the twins just won the World Series. Like he would, he kept saying that. You need to cheer like the loudest ever. And so that was the scene. And he came out, and uh, and that was it. And I don't know. I, mean, I think they did it like three, four times, and and that was that was it. <laughs> and then when the, then they left, and then we watched the actual Twins game. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And again, and it's still not in my top five. But what an experience. <laughs> so. Uh, what else you got on this movie, Jim? I've taken all your thunder man. You, here. You uh, totally, you totally stole that one. Well, That's I didn't, awesome. I didn't, I didn't mean to. Know that. Yeah. I had no idea. Yes. Well, there you go. So I'm, a, I'm a Hollywood actor, Jim. Well, they haven't called mm-hmm. me for anything lately, but. Jenny, Billy, if you're watching this tape, uh, I guess I'm dead. I'm sorry, Billy. You're my best friend in the world, and I, I want you to have my very favorite thing, the Minnesota Twins. Man, when my grandpa died, all I got was a sweat. First of all, I'd just like to say this is really cool. You mean you own the team and the stadium? Can I borrow five bucks? I would like to announce that I've named myself the new manager of the Minnesota Twins. Go away. Really, it's not that easy. There's a lot to this game, a lot. You know how hard it is to manage? It's the American League. They got the DH. How hard could it be? I got to go over all this paperwork. Wow, you sound like my dad. Could I, like, have your autograph? Wow, Shelly Hogeball. What a babe. Mom, come on. The guys are watching. Nobody's watching. I'm not going to win anything with a kid for a manager. Now, why don't you go home and build yourself a fort or something? I know you guys think I'm a joke. Put me in there. I can throw strikes. Maybe I'm not the problem. Maybe the problem is you guys forgot how much fun this is. They're major leaguers. Don't you understand? You guys get to play baseball every day. What could be better? Castle Rock Entertainment is proud to present Little Big League. 
Baseball was made for kids. Just go out and play and have fun. I hate fun. All right, what's uh, what am I on? Well, I'm on my number four now. Oh yeah. Boy. All right, all right. Oh, place a movie I've been in. <laughs> well, I don't think so because I think when this movie came out, you were two. So Ooh. this came out in 1984, and it is adapted from Bernard Malmud's 1952 uh, novel, the same name, and it's The Natural. Oh, yeah, Robert Redford, right? Yes, Robert Redford. I love The Natural. Um, this was one of the first baseball movies I remember seeing. Again, it came out in 1984. I was two years old, so I was like, of course, I w- it wasn't. I didn't see it right away. I think my parents owned it on VHS. I think that's when I started. I saw it like 86, 87 era. Probably 87 because that's when I was like, I was really into baseball. 1987 is when the Twins actually won the World Series. So here in Minnesota, it was like Twins fever, baseball fever, everything. And I was so into baseball because I just started playing and watching this movie. It was so cool. The story is awesome. Um, for those people who don't know, it's it takes it, uh, Robert Redford plays Roy Hobbs. Um, he's an individual with great natural, quote-unquote, talent, uh, hence the name. And um, and the movie spans decades. It starts when he's a young kid and uh, playing catch with his dad. And he, I don't know if it says where he grows up, but he grows up kind of like on a, they're like playing in a wheat field, so it's like that farm, you know, look to it. And um, and his dad suffers a heart attack and dies. Um, and that same night, there was a lightning storm and it took down a big oak tree that was in their yard. So he took, uh, Roy took the cut up wood from there and made his bat from that. And he called it Wonder Boy. That's the name of the bat, his Wonder Boy. And he carved it in there and he had a big lightning bolt on it. And um, and so he had natural talent and he was going to get picked up by all these teams when he's young and then uh, a crazed fan uh, guns him down and he loses his chance to play. And then it kind of picks up years later where he's like in his 30s and he's still trying to play and he's still great, but he's no one will touch him because he's so old for baseball terms. And he finally gets his chance to play in the big leagues and then he, you know, for the New York Knights, which has the coolest logo because they have the lightning bolt and the Knights, it's just so cool. And um, yeah, and uh, it, it, it just goes on from there and they kind of just show the, that season and then how they're going to win the championship at the end, just like every movie, either they win or they don't. And uh, it's so cool. It takes place in the 30s. Um, I believe it takes place in the 30s. I guess I didn't even see if it did, but um, it it's just great. It's, it's just awesome. Uh, Glenn Close is also in this movie. Kim Basinger, um, Wilford uh, Brimley, um, who plays the coach, and uh, then he tries to, then he tells you he's a diabetes. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Remember those commercials, Jim? My, my diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Um, but it's awesome. And he's, he is a natural talent. So now he's like in his thirties and he's so good. And it, it's just so cool to watch. Robert Duvall plays a, the, a, the, the, like newspaper writer and he's awesome. I love Robert Duvall and, uh, it just, it's just awesome. It's just so much fun. The, the big thing, the big thing is at the end, he, you know, he's hurt, he's broken down now, and he hits a final, the final home run to win the game, and it, the ball hits the lights at the, at oh, the yeah. outfield, and it smashes, and there's sparks everywhere and stuff, and it, the theme that they play is so cool, and you still hear that theme if you go to baseball games. Um, they play that, that scene on the Jumbotron, or they play that theme all the time, and it's so cool. And the other thing earlier in the movie is where he hits a ball, and he knocks the cover off it. 
And yeah. uh, I know that's that's a common theme in some movies. A lot of this, a lot of these baseball movies have a lot of common themes. Hidden ball trick. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. That was in Hit Rookie of the Year and in Little yeah, Big got League. Griffey, right? Yeah, yeah, got Griffey in Little Big League. Yeah, um, it's just so cool. It's such a great. It's just such a great movie. Robert Redford. I don't know. I didn't look back too much if he actually played, but he's got such a sweet swing in this movie. He looks natural, like a great natural talent himself. Um, uh, he wears number nine, uh, and he wore number nine because of Ted Williams. And Boston Red Sox fans should know Ted Williams is probably the best hitter ever to play the game. And um, uh, Robert Redford, Roy Hobbs in the movie, even says, "I want to be. I want when someone sees me, I want someone to say, look right there, that's the best hitter to ever play the game.'" And that's an actual quote from Ted Williams. He used to say. Hey, look! There goes Ted Williams, the best player ever, the best hitter to ever play the game, and so they took that right from him, which is cool. Um, my, here's one of my favorite trivia's: uh, pro wrestler Bret Hart <laughs> took his catchphrase, "The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be," right from this movie. So, uh, <laughs> for all my <laughs> wrestling fans out there, you'll know that he says that all the time. Um, it's just great. Um, Wilfred Brimley plays just an awesome, ornery old bastard of a coach. He's so fun. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. You've seen this movie, Jim? Yes, yeah, yeah. and that that last hit you were talking about, where it hits the light, is oh. that's iconic. It's absolutely iconic. It's so cool. And then it, the best part of it, well, it's, it's all good. The whole scene is good, but we, the, he hits the lights, and then the lights go out. But these sparks are coming down, so he's still running around the bases, and then now the only light on him is the sparks kind of falling on him. Oh, it's just such a cool shot, and it's so cool. I love it. Um, they shot a lot of this movie. Um, they shot it in Buffalo at New York's War Memorial Stadium, which was built in 1937, and it was actually demolished a f- uh, just two years after the film was produced, so um, that no longer exists. Um, and then uh, the Buffalo's All High Stadium stood in for when they were supposedly in Chicago's Wrigley Field because there are scenes in, when they're at Wrigley Field, but... It's not really at Wrigley, so so that's kind of cool. But they do that a lot in baseball movies. They they shoot. You know, you're supposed to be in a certain town, but they're not shooting there. They're shooting at a ballpark that let them be there. So yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a great movie, man. It's fun. It still holds up. Um, there's a another great scene in it, and he's a young kid, and I think like a he's at a fair, or I can't remember now because I haven't watched it in a few years. But he's at a like a county fair or something, and the, there's a train that comes through and. This guy comes out, he's called the Whammer, and he's basically Babe Ruth is what they're implying. And um, and uh, their train's broken down, so he's just playing around, and he goes and sees these guys are playing, and, and this one, they're saying, hey, this Roy Hobbs, I bet he can strike you out. And it, the Whammer, who's supposedly the Babe, is supposed to be the best hitter ever, and, um, and he takes the bet, and he strikes him out. And so that was like, I think that was just really cool. Like, it showed that he could pitch, he could play in the field, he could hit, he could do everything. And uh, it's just a fun scene. So that's all I got on The Natural. That's awesome, man. That's a great pick. Thank you. Someday when people look at me, they'll say, there goes Roy Hobbs, the best there ever was. TriStar Pictures presents Robert Redford in The Natural, the story of a father and a son. You got a gift, Roy, but it's not enough. Of love. He means the world to me. And desire. I'm not waiting for true love to come along, Roy. A champion. A Roy Hobbs comes along once, maybe twice in everybody's lifetime. And his destiny. With or without the records, they'll remember you. Best there is now, and best there ever will be. I wouldn't bet against me. I already have. 
Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, Glenn Close, Kim Basinger, Wilford Brimley, Barbara Hershey, Robert Prosky, and Richard Farnsworth as Red. The Natural. All right, Jim, cruising along. How's that baby doing? Uh, he went back to sleep. Oh, my dog just got up and ran again. I don't know if you could hear that. Probably. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass dog. Um, well, I'm glad your kid went back to sleep. I wish my dog would. Um, anyway, what's your number three? My number three is um, probably lower on my list than yours. Mm-hmm. But it has to be on your list. Okay. And that's Field of Dreams. Jim, my number three is Field of Dreams. Nice. nice. Okay. Nice. All right. I thought that'd be number one because it's so it's like it's the baseball movie. Yeah, oh, it's so iconic. I want you to it talk is. about it first. Okay. Um, so it's a 1989 yeah. sports movie, obviously. Um, Phil Alden Robinson yes. um, directed and wrote the screenplay, adapted from W. P. Kinsell's novel called Shoeless Joe about Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, who was one of the Chicago White Sox in 1919 who were dubbed the Chicago Black Sox for throwing the World Series. Um, I almost put Eight Men Out on my list, actually, because of that. Because uh, that's a, a great movie about the entire scandal. Yeah. And it might be on your list later on, and you can talk about it if it is, but that's a great movie uh, with John Cusack. Um, after the movie was complete, test audiences didn't like the name Shoeless Joe Jackson, even though that's a real it's a real person, and that's what so, half the half the movie's about him. Um, they, they were they named the the original title of the movie um, "Shoeless Joe" after the book, and they didn't like that because they thought they'd be watching a movie about a bum or a hobo. Quote. Uh, Universal Studios direct, uh, called the director um, Robinson and told him that the name "Shoeless Joe" didn't work, and the studio needed to change the title of the film to "Field of Dreams." So he was kind of upset about it and he called Kinsella who wrote the book and told him the bad news and Kinsella didn't care because uh, Shoeless Joe was given to the book by the publishing company and his original title of the movie was going to be called Dreamfield. <laughs> that's awesome. So, I love cool. that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I thought that was cool. And speaking of fellow extras who were in the background of movies... Uh, do you know who two major actors were who were extras in this? Well, I do because I researched this movie as well, uh, and, I, and I did, but I did not know this until literally I yesterday. So I didn't know this until about I don't know thirty nine minutes ago. <laughs> right. It was uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon yeah. were extras in the Fenway Park scene and are uncredited. They're huge Boston Red Sox fans, right? And um, over a decade later, Affleck worked with Robinson and some of all fears and brought it up to him. Yeah, said, hey, good working with you again. Yeah, I love that. Like, nice to work with you again. But they were 16 years old when they were extras. That's awesome. So, that yeah, that's that's very cool. That's a really cool thing. What else you got there? Uh, Ray Liotta played Shoeless Joe. Yes. And I actually have a problem with this. Okay. Joe Jackson was a lefty, and they let Ray Liotta, who had no baseball experience, bat right-handed. Right. I, I have a problem with the historical accuracy of that. And if you have no baseball experience, it shouldn't matter if you're batting right or left-handed. Just get up there and do it. Right. I just yeah. I have a problem with them them actually doing that. And in Eight Men Out, they had it historically accurate, but um, in this movie, they they did not. Yeah, you know, and I read I read that too. And uh, Ray Liotta, he did say he did try to to do it that way, and the director 
was fine with it. It's just like, no, just do right-handed, and we'll just go on from there, um, which I agree with you. It's like, if you don't have any experience at all, well, just learn how to do it, and we'll fa- you'll fake your way through it. Um, what I like about the movie, and I'm going to break away, there's a movie called 61, and um, yeah. it's not on my list. It's one of my – I have it. It's a great movie, and it's about the, the home run race between Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris in 1961. And um, – uh, uh, What's his name? Phil, uh, Thomas Michael Hall. What's that guy's name? Uh, from shoot, uh, Thomas Hayden Church. No, no, uh, uh, Michael, Michael, something Michael Hall. Uh, oh God, why can't I think Anthony, of his... Anthony, Anthony Michael, Michael Hall. Hall? Sorry, yes, Anthony Michael. He played Whitey Ford, the pitcher in that movie, mm-hmm. and he throw, he couldn't throw right-handed or left-handed. So they they made him a jersey that was mirrored, that was wrong. The numbers were backwards. The, let, the the NY for New York was backwards, and they just reversed the film when they would show him throwing. So then it looked like then it was historically accurate. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah, and it's like maybe man, it's like man, should have thought about this for, for that for this movie. But anyway, so anyway, that's just a little sidebar there. But uh, I agree with you, man. Like, oh man, if you could have batted left, it would have been absolutely perfect. So, um, the last thing I have to say is, I regret when I lived in the Iowa Illinois area that I never went to yeah. this stadium yes um it's in it's in dyersville iowa um the production company went and and created this on uh, somebody's actual land and then they uh continued to maintain it the family maintained it after the studio was done with it and uh it's still being used today you can go you can tour it you can play on it uh once a year they have uh, the dream game and uh, players come out in in old uniforms and play um they have uh autograph sessions there's been some major players there like wade boggs reggie jackson ozzy smith andre dawson mark grace uh my personal favorite baseball player ever frank thomas mm-hmm. there's just the the names go on and on of people that go out there just to sign autographs and um it's it's awesome it's such a, a cool thing and i wish i could have gone and just got some souvenirs from there but uh for some reason we just never made the road trip out there i really don't know why yeah but um yeah that's that's all I got in Field of Dreams. That's awesome. I I got a couple more things, but I branching off to what you're talking about in in Dyersville, Iowa. Like, um, I next year is the this movie came out in 1989. Next year is the 30th anniversary of this movie, and mm. we are a seven hour car ride from Dyersville, maybe maybe eight. And I'm talking. I was like, I would love, I absolutely love to just go there and play catch with my son and be on this be on this field. It'd be so cool. I've seen. YouTube clips and stuff. I have the special edition of this Blu-ray that has uh, a little documentary about this field, and it's. And you're right. You people can go. You just go and play. It's free. They let you play catch. They let you play around. It's all. It's all free. The the, the original owners of that farm. Uh, they do not own it anymore. I think that I think the guy passed away, but they have sold it and have maintained it. The new people and it's. Uh, I, I want to go so bad. I I, I and I. I I'm not mad at you, but I'm like, man, you were even closer than I am <laughs> to to that field. Yeah, like, how could? Sure. Yeah. Well, how see, much? I'm gonna yeah. see how far it was. Yeah, because it's not too far, I don't think. But either way, it's not really. It's in the middle of nowhere, kind of. So it's not like it's yeah, it it's is. not yeah. it's not easy to get to. But a um, couple other things about the movie. Uh, you mentioned a lot of it, which is perfect. But it is it's, it's just. Um, it's so cool. I mean, you watch, we watched the movie again last night, my wife and I, and you, it's a weird movie. 
Like the concept it is, is weird. extremely weird. I mean, the big thing yeah. is if you know he hears Kevin Costner is in the corn and he hears if you build it he will come. He hears a voice, and it's like, in in and then he just has to he suddenly envisions that he needs to build a baseball field so Shoeless Joe will come. I don't know how he comes to this conclusion. He just he's just kind of it's just very out there. It's very <laughs> out there, you know. And but it's not about that. It's it's about the love of baseball and the pastime of it. And um and the and the couple of people he gets along picks up along the ways, including James Earl Jones character, and um it's just it's so cool it's just so cool and I love that uh, Timothy Busfield's in this movie we just talked about him in Little Big League and he plays the brother-in-law I love how he can't see it he can't see the players out there playing that have come from the corn slash could be heaven or whatever. Or, and they're playing the game and they're watching the game and Timothy Buff is like, what are you watching? There's nothing out there. Like, I love that he can't see it yet because he's not letting himself be a kid again, letting himself enjoy the pastime. And I think that's just really cool. Um, Ray Liotta has mentioned, you mentioned him a couple times already, but he's never watched this movie, which is weird. He, uh, he's never, and he, I, think, I believe he, um, was going through I think his mother was passing away at the time or something so he has bad relations to the movie so he's never watched it um a couple other things here uh you mentioned uh oh yeah here we go um they go to find uh, Moonlight Graham Doc Graham uh in Chisholm Minnesota uh which is mm-hmm. uh, cool they do not film it in Chisholm Minnesota uh that is it's I guess an hour from where I am in Duluth, um, but they actually used a town in uh, they use a Galena, Illinois, as that town. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And I believe in Galena, Illinois, they do they have like uh, some plaques and stuff about the movie. Uh, they actually filmed at Fenway for that 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 part, and then uh, of course the Field of Dreams in in Dyersville. Um, it's just it's just such a great movie. It's <laughs> it's really been different watch for me to i watched this when i was a kid and i have a great relationship with my father so like i never had an estranged relationship which ultimately is what this movie is about about kevin costner's character having an estranged relationship with his father and uh i never had that you know i have a good relationship with my dad but it it still hits you a little bit but now watching it with like now that i have a son and like watching it again it's like oh my gosh we i think i already told you this earlier we watched the movie coco last night my son got it for easter it's tearjerker, you know, and and then <laughs> then my wife and I put this movie in, and I told you today, I'm like, I'm just, I'm out of tears, like I cried <laughs> all night last night. It's just, it's just great movies, and it, it's it's such a good. The, the, I mean, the, two more things on it, like when he tells his dad, you know, who he he realizes his dad's the one he was supposed to build this for, and his dad there is a young kid, a young ball player, and he asks his dad to have a catch, and it's just like, oh my god, it's just all the emotions just flow out there, and then <laughs> and then uh. The um the scene which I'm instead of playing the, the trailer I'm gonna play this scene at the end of in between our stuff here, uh, when it's it's a monologue by James Earl Jones and he talks about baseball and he talks about how why people will come to this farm because of and it's it, it, I'm not gonna do it justice I'm just gonna play it for everyone to hear it if you haven't heard it uh I'm I'm jealous of you to hear it for the first time <laughs> but uh <laughs> if, if and if you have heard it it's worth to hear to hear it again. But um, it's just so great. And, and a couple things about that speech. James Earl Jones' wife knew about this movie and knew that they're making the movie. She told him, hey, you have, to, you have to be in this movie. 
and he, he so he, he she was the one who forced him to, or not forced him but told him that you should push him to be in this movie and she goes there's you know it's not a huge huge part it, i mean it kind of is but you have one really big monologue about baseball but she's like she said oh they're gonna cut that that'll that'll hit the cutting room floor no there's no way they're gonna keep that in and it became one of the most iconic sayings in in the movie ray people will come ray they'll come to iowa for reasons they can't even fathom they'll turn up your driveway not knowing for sure why they're doing it they'll arrive at your door as innocent as children longing for the past of course we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have, and peace they like. And they'll walk out to the bleachers, sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. They sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick that I have to brush them away from their faces. People will come, Ray. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. All right, Jim. Are you crying yet? I'm just tears, yeah. just streaming. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> hey, by the way, it was only like two hours from where I grew up, and I never went. It, and don't it, they said they only get like sixty-five thousand visitors a year, and which in in attractions term, a tourism destination terms, that's not a lot of people. <laughs> so like, it, it's it, it can't be that far. It, it's in the middle of nowhere, right? You said. Even though it's two hours, it's like uh, it's like west of Dubuque, Iowa, not right. too far. From there. So I mean, unless you have business in Dubuque, I guess there's no reason to go. But anyway, I'm excited to go. I hope we get to go next summer. So, what's your uh, what's your number two? Um, we've talked about this movie before, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But it's The Sandlot. This is a good oh. movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> I'm gonna say this is my number one. Wow, nice man. This is a tough call between my number one and number two, and I I literally flipped a coin, <laughs> and this was my number one. Uh, but yeah, go for it, man. What do you got? I mean, we've we've talked about it during our summer movies, but yeah. it's uh, it's uh, based on one one kid in particular, but um, just a bunch of kids playing baseball at a sandlot during a summer. And just kind of a ragtag group of kids, and each one has kind of their own really cool identity. And um, it's uh, it's a great movie. James Earl Jones is in this movie also. Yes. And um, 
the funny thing I thought about that is that in both of these movies, he's like a baseball expert enthusiast. Right. And in real life, he hates baseball. Yeah, he's not a baseball fan. No. <laughs> no. But he, he, hey, he faked it through. Why can Ray Liotta learn how to bat left? That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a great movie. I posted, uh, I, I sent you the picture. I put it on Instagram today, but it's me and my, my baby. Yeah. And uh, it's a t-shirt that says, you're killing me, Smalls. And then he has a onesie on that says Smalls. <laughs> and uh, my wife got it for me for Father's Day last year when she was pregnant before he was born. And he finally is able to wear that onesie. So I have to make him wear it every day. Oh, yeah. Until he grows out of it in like three weeks. Nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, the Sandlot. We've we've talked about it at length, and uh, yeah. I'm sure everybody, most people have seen this movie. You hadn't just watched it. It's such a great like kids coming of age tale. Um, summer. It's set in the '60s, isn't it? '62. Summer of '62. Yeah. Um, ah, '62. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's a it's a great movie. Um, I'll, I'll have my kid watch it. I was, you know what? I was just at, at work the other day and some people were talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. One of the guys says he showed it to his kids mm-hmm. and his kids are like eight or nine, I think. And he said he forgot about the scene with Wendy Peppercorn and he didn't want his kids to watch it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like the, the scene where the kid fakes his drowning to kiss her, that's the scene that you were so like just overly cautious for your kids to watch he kisses a girl what yeah it's not like i don't know it's to me that's nothing right that's that's weird that's kind of that's a little overprotective i think but i don't know this man maybe <laughs> you know but that seems a little weird that he would i thought i thought that was very this weird. is a very innocent movie like there very. really is nothing in this movie that I'm, i i've showed this to my son for the first time we you're right we talked about this movie um at length, I showed it to him for the first time last year. It's our tradition in our in my house. It, when before I was with my wife, when I was single, I watch this every year on on Fourth of July. Since my wife and I have gotten together, we watch it every year on Fourth of July, and now all three of us watch it together on the fourth. And it's uh, it's I love this movie so much. Uh, it's so much fun. I watch it a lot more now because now my son likes it, and he likes to you know when they when a little kid likes movies, you just watch them over and over again. <laughs> and uh, it's such a good movie. It's so good. That scene you mentioned, the part with Wendy Peppercorn and he and Squints uh, pretends to drown and he so he can kiss her. Um, the direct, it's a funny thing about this scene. The director told him, uh, the actor, um, like he like scolded him. He's like, "Listen, no, you will not, you will not show your tongue <laughs> ever or at all. Make sure you, you be professional about this." Like he was all worried, like the kid would like, because t- it was like probably his first kiss in real life. <laughs> yeah. So like, he was just just scolded him about, make sure there's no tongue. Like he was all <laughs> upset about. The director was all upset, but. Um, God, it's so good. Uh, that also that scene. It was actually freezing that day. In that scene, when they're at the pool, and it was like 56 degrees. <laughs> so when they're showing them shivering, the kids are shivering. They're literally it's re- it's real shivering. They're not just doing it to to act. Um, oh, just there's so many good things about this movie. The um, the 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 dog Hercules or the Beast, as everyone knows, if you find out later, his name is Hercules. It was uh, played by an English Mastiff. Um, and uh, some parts there was a puppet that took two people to operate, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and 
I don't know. It's just such a good, such a good movie. Oh, here's some, here's a, here's a, I don't know if I mentioned this on our summer movies, but a little, uh, a little lawsuit action, which I haven't talked about in a while. <laughs> um, there actually is a na- a man named Michael Polidorus. And of course, in the movie, there's Michael Squints Polidorus, spelled differently. And so the, that, that real guy sued uh, 20th Century Fox, claiming that his former classmate who wrote the movie, um, David Mikey Evans, uh, based a character on him, and it caused him embarrassment and humiliation. And a judge said, ah, you suck, get out of here, and they dismissed the case. But uh, <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, the soundtrack is phenomenal in this. I love it. It's so good. Um, we are coming up on the 25th anniversary of this movie. Which is great, and um, just released the other day, Jim. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you like those Funko Pop characters. Um, yes, I did see this. You did see it. So now they have Sandlot Funko Pops, uh, including the Beast, and, aka Hercules, and including Wendy Peppercorn and Squints, <laughs> and uh, all the kids. And so I really want. I told my wife, like, I don't, I don't have one Funko Pop figuring because I. You don't I, have one. You don't have one because I don't because. I won't stop. I will not stop. I know because that's they have problem, made have a million good. of them. They have, and they're great. I want them, and but I, I sent her a link to this one. I said, "Yeah, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one I want." <laughs> so um, maybe I'll get that. I'm not sure, but uh, oh, such a it's such a great movie. Um, yeah, that's why it's my number one, and it's my number one over my number two. And I'll get to my number two in a second. Um, it's because it 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 relates more to the way I grew up. We would have these neighborhood games. Like you would just get up in the morning, and what you did is you went to the field and you met everyone and you played baseball. That's, and, and so I relate to it more than than like I never. I don't know if you knew this about me, Jim, but I never made it to the big leagues. Um, <laughs> so like, I like movies about that stuff, like The Natural and and Rookie of the Year and stuff. But uh, the Sandlot's just more. It's it's not about being in the big leagues. It's about growing up, a coming of age tale, growing up playing baseball and the life around that. I know you're smart, and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Kale, get it! The kid is a L7 weenie. My life is over. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. You just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. <laughs> They've got the rap. Blockhead. Geek. Jerk. Idiot. Moron. You pop for apples in the toilet. And you like it. You play ball like a girl. Something else has got their ball. That wasn't my ball! Dad's father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. Babe Ruth! We gotta get that ball back. Got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, help me, it's heavy! Now! Big doggy. 
20th Century Fox presents... Hey, guys, it's the Sandlot Babies. You're the ones that making all that racket. A lifetime of adventure. The Sandlot, a little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mom. Okay, my number two then, Jim. Oh, God, it's got to be your number one. Uh, maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. No, because I know what yours is. Looking through my own mentions, I know exactly what yours is, and mine's not that. Okay, all right. Well, my number two, Jim is probably a big favorite in the town that you live in right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the 1989 classic sports comedy, Major League. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. This was so hard not to keep my number one, put it as my number one, but I just gave you the reasons why. But I love this movie. It follows the, the, the 89 season of the Cleveland Indians, and it stars Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes, James Gammon, Bob Euchre, who's a freaking genius in this movie, uh, Rene Russo, and Corbin Burnson. Uh, just a bit outside. <laughs> yes. you, if, just do yourself a favor. If you don't want to go watch this movie, just YouTube Bob Euchre Major League and just watch his stuff over and over again. And that made the movie. Speaking of him, all that was improvised. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know baseball he is the play-by-play announcer for the milwaukee brewers and i believe he still is i i don't really know but um and he this is the way this is how he he commentates in real baseball games <laughs> so that when they first were writing this movie um they knew right away like we want bob euchre like we it's either him or nothing and uh, he made all his funny comments and stuff in the movie. In the movie, or mostly improvised. He knew what he would, had the premise of what to say, but he just like so when he says just a bit outside, or like when the <laughs> my favorite one is when his 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 counterpart there said, "What do you think, Monty?" And then he'd say, "Yep," and he was like, "Dynamite drop in, Monty." <laughs> like, he just, <laughs> just, and uh, it's just such a good movie, man. Um, one of my favorite, uh, not my favorite, not one of my favorite songs, but one of my favorite parts of this movie, and probably one of my favorite songs in a sports movie, it, for no reason other, it's not has nothing sports related, but it's Randy Newman's "Burn On" uh, in the be- middle. Oh yeah. The, in the beginning of the movie, and it's about the Cuyahoga River that caught yeah. fire, and we've we've joked about that on here and, and stuff like that. Which it's clean now, right? It's it's all cleaned up. Yeah. 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 Okay, we're good. Uh, it's a great song though. Uh, it's a great song. It kind of sets the great tone for the blue-collar, somber, blue-collar town of Cleveland at the time. But um, yeah. it sets the tone for that, and it, it, it mirrors like that the, the Cleveland Indians themselves have fallen on hard times. And so it's, it's a great setting for the movie. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a great movie. Um, they did not film it in Cleveland. Most of it was filmed in Milwaukee. Uh, used the stadium there because it was cheaper, and um, they were able to work around the schedules um, better in Milwaukee than versus the Cleveland Indians and the Cleveland Browns because at the time those two teams played at the same place and they filmed this yeah. in the fall and so they couldn't uh, they just couldn't scheduling didn't work out so that's why they didn't use this uh, Cleveland Stadium. Um, what else here, man? I mean, it's just so good. There's a bunch of um, 
bunch of old players that are in it. Like I said, Bob Euchre is in it. Um, Charlie Sheen has stated that he actually used steroids to get ready for this movie, which is who knows what Charlie Sheen says these days is true or not. Uh, but him, he, Sheen himself was a pitcher in high school. And at the time, uh, at the time he was scouted by, um, scouted by colleges back in high school. So, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and it did spawn a couple sequels. Do not see them. Please, God, do not see the sequels. They're... I saw the second one in the theater. So did I. God, that was a disappointment. <laughs> I love movies. Like, I try not to crap on movies, but that was a bad one. Um, there's a third one, too, which actually takes place around the Minnesota Twins. For some reason, they just decided we'll use the Twins instead of the Indians and around their AAA team, which is it's just a bad movie. Anyway, Um yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Um, one of the favorite, my favorite scenes in the movie is when uh, when Ricky Vaughn comes out of the bullpen and they play the Wild Thing theme and our uh, song and uh, the crowd's just going nuts. Um, it gets you pumped to watch. It gets you pumped. It's it's a really good up movie. Like like I remember like when I was younger, my brother who also played a lot of baseball would watch this movie every day before a baseball game. Like he would, like in the summer, like he would watch it, and so I, we would just, we ruined the tape. We we had on VHS, we literally ruined the tape. Like we had to tape it together because it broke, and uh, we'd watch it over and over again. Um, yeah, and one, uh, let's see here, Joe Boo, which is uh, Pedro Serrano's voodoo figure in the movie, um, kind of spawned a new life of its own. Uh, I have a shirt that says, "Hey bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill." which I plan on wearing in Cleveland here. Um, uh, the the Indians uh, a couple years ago, the guys on the Cleveland Indians team have uh, made a shrine to Joe Boo in the Cleveland Indians locker room. <laughs> so, because uh, they grew up, because now those guys are the ones who grew up watching this movie. So, you know, it, uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, and that's pretty much it. Oh, this also, I mentioned the Wild Thing. Like They played Wild Thing by the... Uh, for when Charlie Sheen's character comes out, this kind of started a trend in Major League Baseball for pitchers to come out to entrance music. Um, and so it was kind of the first one. And so that's kind of cool. Harry Doyle here welcoming all of you to another season of Indians baseball. Here's a list of players we'll be inviting to camp. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. We'd love for you to come to spring training for a shot at this year's club. By the way, you were with me last night. Who's this chick on top of me? We'd still like to take a look at you at our spring camp. Not sure I can make it by then. Who is that? Serrano. What's his religion? Voodoo. Hey! Fully Maze Hayes here. Play like Maze, and I run like Hayes. How you doing? What the hell league you been playing in? California Penal. Don't you have any proven Major League talent? Now I want to put together a team that'll help us relocate to Miami. You want us to lose? We've been losing. What I want is for us to finish dead last. This year, the Cleveland Indians have a multi-talented team. The first offering just a bit outside. They're masters of the sacrifice. He's looking to sacrifice a live chicken. One whole chicken, just like you said. The double play. Excuse me. Body than she does. Thanks for me, she really does. And the pickoff. Every time we win, we peel a section. Yeah. Tom
Tom Berenger. Zipper on your skirt stuck. Use your imagination. Charlie Sheen. These things make me look ridiculous. Seeing's the most important thing, son. I don't think it's that important. Corbin Burnson. And Bob Euchre. Haywood swings and crushes one towards South America. Major League. That ball wouldn't have been out of a lot of parks. Name one. Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was, uh... oh, my gosh. Are we at number one already? Yeah, and oh. you already did yours. I already did mine. So what's, what, before you say yours, do we have some honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. Um, all of them. <laughs> all of the movies. All the movies. Uh, Rookie of the Year, Angels in the Outfield, Eight Men Out, yeah. Bull Durham, and Major League. Yeah, Bull Durham's one that I think people are going to be pretty pissed that we left off. Um, but it's it's a great movie. It's another one um, that I absolutely love. Lollygaggers. Love that line. Uh, uh, Bull Durham, Brad News Bears. Uh, the one I want to, it's on my list. Hardball, 61. Pride of the Yankees, which is a great movie. Um, Moneyball, um... And, oh, Moneyball. Yeah, um, the rookie, which is great, which is with um, uh, not Randy Quaid, because <laughs> that's the other guy, Dennis Quaid. Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting if Randy Quaid was in the movie, though, wouldn't it be? <laughs> um, yeah, those are all all good ones. Uh, did I mention all of the ones on here? I think I did. So yeah, um, good movies, good movies. Like I said w- before, we get to your number one. Like I said, I I love all these movies. This is could have easily been like a top 20 list for me. Um, Mr. Baseball is another one too that I absolutely love, which is with, uh, with Tom Selleck, but let's get, to, let's move on. Let's get to your number one, Jim. What is it? Uh, it's a, you know, this movie gets a lot of flack, but I don't care. I love this movie. And it's, uh, the third Kevin Costner movie. And it is for love of the game. Oh, I didn't mention this cause I thought this might be it. This might be your number one. This is an honorable I mention of movie. mine. Great pick, man. I love this movie. I love this movie. Yeah. I used to watch this movie just like on repeat. Like it's yeah. one of the first movies I ever owned on DVD, and uh, I just love it so much. It's uh, another Kevin Costner flick, mm-hmm. and he plays Billy Chapel, a, a um, Detroit Tiger, yeah. and just a, a legend of a pitcher. And he's uh, he's with uh, Kelly Preston, who's uh, in real life. Married to uh, um, Travolta. Travolta, yeah. Uh, just kind of his cover because he's insane. And um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, don't, I don't get it, but they've been married for a really long time. Yeah. And she's the love interest of, of Costner in this movie. And it's kind of, she, she tells him in this movie that she's moving to London for a job. Mm. So the whole time he's sort of like reflecting on his relationship with the love of his life. And her daughter is uh, Jenna Malone, who's incredible, too. I think she's great in everything she does. So the whole time he's... Uh, and he's also... He got word that he's going to be traded. And he spent his entire career with the Tigers. So um, he's kind of got this this struggle of, like... Refl- he's, he's pitching what could be his last game. And he's the whole time he's reflecting on the love of his life. And he doesn't know what he's going to do. So... He's got this like this struggle going on, and while he's doing this, while he's reflecting back um, on the love of his life and the relationship that they've had, he's not really paying attention, but he's throwing a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's great he's funny in it um the um his his catcher's uh john c Riley. yeah <laughs> and it was the first time i'd seen him and he's like the comedic relief but in a dramatic movie right um, yeah, it's very well done it is very well done yeah um he's he's really good in it uh the other the other bigger name now and it is jk simmons mm-hmm. um he's a big name now after he did uh uh what's that movie um well, he's in the Spider-Man's, and then he was uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. He was won the Academy Award yeah. for Whiplash, yeah. which is incredible. Now he's he's getting to be more of a household name, but for a long time he was just a character actor. Isn't he the and... farmer's insurance guy or the <laughs> whatever commercials? Yes. Yeah, he's one of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's in this too. Um, but it's just to watch slowly through flashback scenes, watch the the relationship between Costner and and Preston unfold and. Um, just like the the balance between the two loves of his life and which way he's gonna go, it's yeah. just I, I love it, man. It's my it's by far my favorite baseball. Movie. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I left it off my list. Um, again, I, I, not on purpose or not because I don't like it. I absolutely love this movie. It, it, this is my wife's top five. Again, showing that you and her are the same person. Um, <laughs> but it's great. It's um. As far as baseball goes, it's a little to use the term inside baseball. Like, for those of you who don't really watch baseball, a perfect game to a pitcher into baseball is one of the most miraculous things that can happen in baseball. Um, it doesn't happen every day, it doesn't happen every year. And it, it basically, a perfect game is a pitcher faces 27 batters and sits down all 27 batters. No one walks, no one gets a hit, there's no errors. It's perfect and uh, very rare. And so watching this as a fan of baseball like I am, it was like, this is awesome. Now you throw the love story in there, which it's a great story. It's an awesome story. And so, like, not that it took anything away from me, but, like, it took, like, okay, well, maybe it's not as baseball for me as – or not as baseball as I want it, so that's maybe why it fell down my list. But it's awesome. It's so cool to to the way they did it where – He's pitching a game, and then in this game, he's telling the story. He's reflecting on meeting this girl and their relationship and all that stuff. And the soundtrack of is Vin Scully, who's the voice of the Dodgers, was the voice of the Dodgers, um, and calling it like an actual baseball game. If you turned on, you know, Fox Sports, whatever, or you know, the Yes Network of New York, whatever you watch your your baseball games and hearing an actual baseball game, it's done so well. It's so cool. And, um, yeah, great pick, Jim. Awesome pick. So Thank you. Yeah, love it. Kevin Costner, what a baseball fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty good, though, actually. He may, he doesn't look – he looks like he could play. So, so. Oh, did I steal your thunder? Anything else on that, Jim? No, man, that's it. That's, that's my favorite baseball oh, movie. Good one. After 19 years in the big leagues, 40-year-old Billy Chappell has trudged to the mound over 4,000 innings. But tonight, he's pitching against time. He's pitching against the future, against age, against endings. Tonight, he will make the fateful walk to the loneliest spot in the world, the pitching mound at Yankee Stadium, to push the sun back up in the sky and give us one more day of summer. 
Universal Pictures presents How do you like to be kissed? How does this work, Billy? Little boys buy cards with your picture on they, them. They buy those for the gum. of the game. So are you my mom's boyfriend? I'm not sure. But you slept with her. That's a good one. I own that. I own all these movies, by the way. I don't know if you can tell. I like baseball. Uh, <laughs> have you have ne- Have you ever seen 61, Jim? Yes. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. A little Billy Crystal action. So, yeah, I thought um, that was really good. Yeah. Um, did you see the movie Sugar? You know, I never saw that. I know that's one that people really like. I haven't seen that one, so I need to see that. That one's good. It's uh, It was actually shot in the minor league ball field in Davenport, the one that I grew up going oh, to. Oh, cool, cool. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, the other one I recently watched with my son, I think it's on uh, Netflix. I think it's Netflix. It's called Everyone, Everybody's Hero, or Everyone's Hero. And it's about a bat that's alive, and like all the bat and the ball and the glove are all alive, and this little kid... It's playing. It's really cute. It's really, it's a really cool movie. Um, but yeah, that one's cool. Um, <clears throat> good stuff, Jim. Are we now here? Hey, everyone, we're gonna. Oh, see hey. oh, Jim. Big news here. We're gonna see each other in a couple days. Okay. A couple days. Are you excited? Yes. I can. It's been a long wait. week, Tom. I I yeah. need to be over with. I know it's. I know personally, it's been a long week for you. You've talked to me about it, and uh, I, I understand. And I cannot wait to uh, to uh, see you in a few days. Uh, get my get uh, get get a beer in your hands, and, uh, and just enjoy each other's company in person. This is crazy. It's been over two years. We've never we haven't seen each other in over two years. And we're going to see each other twice this year because we have a wedding to go to. Yes, yes, in San Diego, and which I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Which means a whale's never mind, never mind. Uh, I'm so excited, Jim. So we're we are we are gonna you're gonna show me the sights, the sounds, and uh, it's gonna be great because we are gonna have such a fun time, Jim, in Cleveland when I'm visiting you. We're gonna need uh, some time to recover, I would think. Don't you think? Yeah. So we're we're gonna take a break. We're not gonna do a show next week. <laughs> we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be back in two weeks to tell everyone about our trip. And stuff, but uh, I'm sure we'll throw a picture or two up on in- our uh, Instagram or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, I know a lot of people wrote in about this topic, and I, and I, I mean a lot of people, and I really do appreciate everyone writing in. And basically, you've mentioned every movies, every movie that we we already talked about. Um, and uh, so I'm not gonna go into them all again because they're all just same movies in different orders. But thank you again to everybody, uh, for writing in. And uh, Jim, instead of five minutes i'm going to see you in like three days no i'm excited oh i'll buy you a beer (laughs) we go to opening day but it sold out in four minutes and it's gonna snow i'm fine i'm fine without i'm fine without going there (laughs) all right man have a good night (laughs) Bye.